What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode here on Girl Code on Spotify where we discuss life, love, relationships and everything and anything under the sun. My name's Amanda and Diana. Today, we have a very special guest, don't we? Who is he? Yes, it's a he and it's none other than Yaya. Hello, 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 hello. Yaya is back. And I think Yaya is the perfect person for this particular topic today. Because I'm old. No, it's not because you're, it's not because you're old. I'm okay. matured. Okay, so Diana, you probably don't know this, but I have a nickname for Yaya. And I nicknamed him Father Yaya. Why is that? Because when the team went to KL, right, he was literally like the father of the house. So ever since then, right, I called him Father Yaya and he has like 12 children living in the same house. I feel that it really matches his character because even during shoots, he's like taking care of everyone and making sure everything runs smoothly as well. Like a father, right? Which brings us to today's topic, which is when is a good age to have kids? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What a great view that, right? That was zero to hundred real quick. (laughs) (laughs) From being a hypothetical father to talking about having kids. Being a literal father. Okay, (laughs) now just for context, okay, let's just give everybody a little bit of a background on which part of our lives we are at right now. Okay, I'm Amanda, I'm 29 and I'm married, planning to have children (laughs) or like starting to have children soon. Nice, Diana. I am 26 this year. Um, not married. I'm still single. So I don't know when I'll be having kids. <laughs> so guys, if you're listening to this, Diana is still single. <clears throat> okay, yes. And Yaya, please. It's also yourself. single. Oh yes. I'm in my mid thirties. Yes. Um, yeah. So single. Uh, but taking care of kids, I think I have a bit of experience, although oh, yes, not really do, literally right? my children. Yeah, yeah, because- um, You used to be a teacher. I used to be a teacher for like um, about 10 years. And they always say that uh, the teachers are like your second parents, because uh, some of the kids really, they see their teachers more than they see their actual parents, due to like the, how busy parents are nowadays. Yeah. Uh, and both they spend so are much working. time in school as correct, well. Correct, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So some of the kids even like come to me and tell me problems that happen at home. So, so cute. <laughs> I, I, I not only have to educate them on like the academic side, but I also am like a second parent to them when I see them in school. Mm. Totally understand. Mm. You're like the father of the school. Yeah. Therefore, Father Yaya. Okay, okay. I <laughs> hope this doesn't catch on. Father Yaya. It's going to be a new thing. Okay, anyway, we're talking about kids, right? Having kids at the right age. Let's just go, let's just cut to the chase. When do you think is a good time to start even thinking about having children? Okay, so in a relationship, right, there are a few stages, right? But first you have to be in a relationship. Yeah, first you yeah. have to <laughs> but, I, but hang on, I do know of some people, right, who they like plan backwards. Huh? So they're like, I want kids. It's like, if you guys watch an episode of Friends, mm-hmm. right, Rachel actually think, uh, so if I want to have kids by this age, at what age do I need to get married? If by this age I want to get married, how long must I have known uh, my partner? before getting married, meaning to say that I have to be in X stage of relationship right now, that kind of thing. So That makes sense, I feel. So yeah. at which stage of like I, I, a human I, life do you think is a good time to think about having kids? I think you have to be like sure that this person is the one first. Right, like mm-hmm. you, have, you have to even think about like marrying this person and spending the rest of your life with this person first mm-hmm. before even adding one more to your relationship. Yeah, like you, you have, have to, to be, be compatible, I feel, correct, right? Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to like be with this person and know like, okay, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person before you even th- start thinking about 
having children. Yeah, imagine like you fight with each other so often. Then imagine like another kid. Like, yes, in your life, there's going to be disaster. Yeah, dude. And sometimes, you know, like there are people who just like find that they themselves are children. So they cannot, you know, there's always this like, like I, I myself, am a, I'm still living like a kid. So Same. what gives me the right child. to actually have like a kid, you know? But I think it's okay to have like an inner child, to behave mm-hmm. like children because like um, that keeps your life, I guess, not too monotonous, not too boring. Mm-hmm. And we all know that Singaporeans, we're always stressed mm-hmm. up with like the work and all that. So being a child yourself sometimes is okay. Yeah, but even with your, even if you have kids and you want to be a child, th- I think that's fine as well because that like reduces the age gap between you and your child, makes your child relate to you more. And yes. then, and then, yeah, and then, your child won't feel like uh, this person is just an authoritative authoritative figure that it's like a uh, friend yeah correct sorts, correct right? yeah and the generation now i think is different they want a parent who is also a friend mm. so that um you know they can relate they can they're comfortable telling problems too yeah 100% because you were also mentioning right a lot of the of your students or your ex students come to you for problems yeah and one of the main reasons because they don't know how to communicate those problems to their parents correct correct I have a question do they ask you for relationship advice as well um, yes, when I teach the older batch oh, of children. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> because I think like people generally kids don't ask their parents about yeah. it, right? So they yeah. ask you, Father Yaya. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always this part of me that like it is my job to tell them, no, study first, worry mm. about all this later. But I know that it's part and parcel of growing up. Mm-hmm. So I'll just give like generic advice mm. like as long as it doesn't interfere with your studies, as long as it doesn't bring your results down, mm. just 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 do what you think is okay or what you think is right. Okay, so you tell them time management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but coming back to the point, Yayo, you were mentioning that a lot of um, people in this generation wants to have like a, 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 par- a parent, like a friend, a friend. Sorry, let me rephrase that. People want their parents to also be their friends, mm. right? Mm. Do you think that means you need like a smaller age gap in order to meet that need or something like that? Okay, no. I think age is uh, subjective. Mm-hmm. It's not really about age. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about your maturity and your, I guess, EQ mm-hmm. and how you interact with uh, other people. Mm-hmm. Because you can be very, very young, but if you're set in your ways, there's no way you can relate to another person. There's no way you can relate to your child. But you can be old, but if you keep up and you have like um, a, a understanding with your child and all that, you, I, I think it's all about maturity. Mm. It's just a number mm. in, in this scenario, I feel. 100%. Yeah, so uh, like when you ask like, what's the right age to have a kid, I think some people are just... Like, th- there's no set age mm-hmm. to have a kid. It's not like uh, driving unit uh, 21 or like buying alcohol or buying cigarettes in Singapore by law oh that yes. is a set age, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some people, um, some families you see out there, they, their pregnancies are not even planned. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's unplanned pregnancies and their children turn out fine. They become great parents. Mm. Some people just get thrown into the situation and then they just prosper from there. Yeah. And I also know some people become parents and they're still not ready. They still feel that I'm not a good parent yet. Yeah. So it's all subjective. It's all just like a learning yeah. experience. And if you ask me personally, I don't know if I'm ever ready to be a parent. Mm. Yeah. I, I know Debbie always has this saying that, because 
you know, she always asks me when I'm having kids and, and things like that. Just like how she used to always ask me when I'm getting married and all this kind of thing. And she always say, actually, you can never be too ready to be a parent because yeah. like, what can you expect? You really don't know, right? You All you see is like your friends and how they handle parenthood and, and everything. Which brings me to my next point, which is since you're never ready to be a parent, essentially, right? A lot of people these days, they don't find it in themselves to want to commit to parenthood. They, they are like, a, oh, if it comes, it comes kind of thing. So they put themselves in their career. And a lot of times, my husband tells me we are not ready to, um, to start a family yet because of finances. Mm, mm, mm. And that is a very big thing, especially here in Singapore where everything is so incredibly expensive. Yeah, right. So it's like, like you have to set like a, a limit for yourself in that sense because... You can. Ne- uh, I, I think after getting to a certain point, you can never have too much money. Eh? Too much money, right? People will always have this one to have more and more and more. So when will you exactly be financially ready to have kids? Do you think? Wow, that's a great question. I think, I think the mindset would be that I need to be financially ready to take care of myself first, mm-hmm. and also support my uh, spouse mm-hmm. and our other responsibilities like probably paying for the house, mm. um, the bills, and our daily mm. necessities. And then if there's like spare cash, mm. we probably would save it and put it into like this investment fund for our kids. Mm. Because raising a child is not a day-to-day thing. You need to think about 10 years, 20 years from now right, when right. he or she enters yeah. university or poly or, or yeah, studies and all that. Yeah, So yeah, it, you can never be financially ready in 100% that sense. Right, yeah. Yeah. Because you never know what will come. You never know what mm. are the decisions your kids will make. Like, mm. do they even want to go university? Mm. If not, they, if they want to go overseas, then how do you prepare for that mm. and all that? But I think um, financially, you just have to make sure that at least you and your spouse are set first. Mm. And then you can yeah. start worrying about other things. I think that's a fair statement. Okay, yeah. I do have a question for Diana. Because Diana is a business owner, hey? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Shout She's out to 33 Petals. Yes, yes. there we there go. You go. <laughs> do you think as at your current age, even if you're single, right? Yeah. Do you think you are financially ready to start having children? Because you are a business owner, right? So your money goes two ways. It either goes into your children or it goes into your business. Which Mm -hmm. for some people, their business is their child. Yeah, it is my child. Yeah, you know what I mean? So do you think you are financially stable in that sense? If you were to, you know, start a family now? I think I am financially stable for myself. Okay. <laughs> so like your current yeah, lifestyle, current right? lifestyle, and um, there are goals that I want to achieve before I have an offspring. Mm. So, for example, like to own my own house and all these, because these are all gonna be like um, loans and all the the mortgage, yeah, mortgage that you have to pay the monthly. Things that no one want to talk about, but yeah, it's very real. It's very very real. And as a single person, I have. To think about like um, a private property right mm-hmm. so uh, when I think about all of this this is all the expense that I have to pay if I were to have a child I can afford to have a child I can raise it um, by myself of course but the problem is will I be able to give my child a good standard of living uh. yeah I mean if worse come to worse I can go back to my parents house they have no problem with mm-hmm. com- uh, like getting me back but the problem is that I don't want to burden other people just because of um, my my options and all this. I think standard of living is something that not a lot of people consider 
mm-hmm. when wanting to start a family, they are like, oh, okay, I'll start a family. Yeah. Like, I know of people who, like, right after they get married, they're like, okay, have kid. And then, on top of that, you know, in Singapore, we have the BTO thing, right? They have, they're mm-hmm. paying for their BTO, and then they're paying for their child. So, in a sense, I understand the whole standard ordering thing, because you don't want to... You, 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 want, you want your child to have certain opportunities and privileges also. And I think at this point of time, a lot of young couples, they consider that when wanting to do family planning as well. And not just for financially, for financial stability, I think emotional stability is also very important. For example, right, for me, like I can say that I'm financially stable, but like if I'm not emotionally stable, I think it's a little bit difficult to have a child because, you know, your head, a lot of women now are like working women. So they have to find a way to split their emotional sensibilities to two, one for work and one for like personal, personal um, or family related things. And how do you guys feel about, about that in general? I feel like right now I'm, um, I don't have the emotional capability because I will be super stressed with like my work. And if I were to take care of the kid, for example, because nowadays kids, right, when you have a baby, you have to take care of them at night as well. Mm. So if I don't have enough sleep, I may not be able to function well Mm. on the next day as well. Mm. And, this will go on for like like one to two years straight. It's not like a <laughs> yeah, it's not like a part time thing. You know, it's not like you are babysitting for someone's child. Mm. So emotionally wise, I think um, nah, I will I will. She's <laughs> just like nah, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, no, under, thank I understand you. the emotional factor mm. and all that, and, it, and it's perfectly fair. But I've also heard of incidents where children bring joy to their parents mm. like they they spend a stressful day at work they're so stressed with their colleagues with the deadlines and all that but when they come home they see the smile on their baby's face all that fades away yeah because yeah because oh my god i'm getting goosebumps yeah <laughs> you're ready yeah. you're ready for okay, fatherhood yes, that's how you know you're ready yeah you get goosebumps when you think about it oh, i can tell yeah that's that other side to the story of course like i do understand why couples when they um, just get married they just want to start a family mm. because maybe that's what they've been missing um, their whole life or maybe that's a common goal they want to work on together mm. like um, let's raise a child together I think uh, we make great parents and that, that's that's yeah it's it's totally fair there's no right or wrong in like family planning there's no guideline I mean there are books to help you but no one is going to say you're wrong in doing this you're right in doing that yeah yeah it's it's all about you yourself and your spouse you and your spouse will know whether you guys are ready or not I, I think I think that's something that I 100% agree mm. I think it's a partnership thing like you oh, yeah, and yeah, your yeah. spouse must feel like you're ready mm. I think it's more than just like the physical aspects or like the mental aspects of um wanting children or like thinking that you're ready to have children but even if you're not ready and yeah. it's unplanned and it's a big surprise yeah somehow I think it, it just happens that you will be ready. Yeah. You, yeah. You, when when that baby pops out of you in that Somehow hospital like ward, your parent parent instinct will just kick yeah, in. Yeah, will just kick in. Yeah, yeah. 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 You yeah. just hug that baby and say, "Okay, this is it. This yeah. is my next chapter in my life." But I totally understand the, the part about like children bringing family's joy mm-hmm. because I do have a friend right who like hustle. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's, that's a, a sign. That's a sign. The, the sky <laughs> agrees with me. I, I do have a friend, right, who is really like a hustler, like working crazy hours in the office. But like when he goes home and like he talks about his daughter and I'm just like, 
wow, you know, it's so like wow, fascinating to to like to like hear them like like how it totally lifts their mood and they're like wow, this is all and, worth it and that kind of thing. And I don't think we can have the mindset where my child, my work, my passion is all separate. Mm. Yeah, we can mm. like involve all of them together mm. like i'm sure there are initiatives now your bosses will understand you have a child you need to make some lifestyle changes Correct. so it's pretty fair right now um even if you feel that your work is uh, holding you back i'm pretty sure there are many like initiatives many programs to help you yeah. cope at home as well yeah i know we were just talking to uh crystal lim the yeah, other yeah, day yeah, also yeah. when she was talking about how like oh it's a shift of priorities mm. which may somehow look like it's quiet quitting but it's no yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not that it's quiet quitting it's just a shift of priorities you're just right. prioritizing prioritizing your your kids and your family i think correct, correct. of your career and yeah i think uh okay so i need to just throw this question back at diana because you were talking about um prioritizing your standard of living right mm-hmm. and like your children's lifestyle so what do you think in would cause you to like prioritize your what what do you think an ideal standard of living would be for your kids oh no <laughs> because uh, for me yeah. right let me give you an example for me it's like i want my child to grow up with the privileges that i've had so i've mm-hmm. had the opportunities to study overseas i've had the opportunities to pursue my hobbies like dancing and and playing the piano and all those kind of things and all those are let's just put it very simply it's, it's not cheap like learning ballet is not not a cheap hobby so it's like what what kind of of standard of living do you think you you would ha- want to have for your child so um i agree with you everything is very expensive especially when you want to pursue your hobbies you want to study overseas but for me i think the standard of living that i would like to give my child is um my attention as a parent mm. so if I'm too busy working and focusing on my career while I'm building it, I may not be able to give um, my child a full 100% of my attention. And I don't want that. Mm. I don't want to be the kind of parent where, oh, I can give you all the money, but then I won't be there for you. Mm. And then they will feel lost. Like, where is my mom? Like, mm. why is she not giving me the love? Why? Why? Yeah, and this is the standard of living that I want to give. It's not the not much of the money side. I feel for but me, it's like being present. Yeah, I want to be present for my child on, and I want my child to feel loved. I want them to be raised in a loved um, environment, like surrounded by being just being surrounded like by people that they re- that truly truly love them, right? Yes, that, that truly thing. love them, so they grow up like feeling. I don't want them to feel empty and all this. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now you you you've spoken about how you want to be present, mm. but you know there are a lot of like statistically speaking, right? There are a lot of um, children who okay, or a lot of people in general whose how to say whose life have been really affected by their upbringing. Yes. So you all, they always talk about like having quote unquote daddy issues la, or abandonment <laughs> issues and all those kind of thing because you know their their parents are working so hard to maintain the quality of yes. living but like they are never present because they're too busy earning money. I think yeah yeah this question is for you. Do you see a lot of that when you were teaching? Yeah, so a lot of um cases where because I was Handling a lot of discipline cases when I was teaching as well. Oh, yeah, okay. I was in the oh, discipline yeah. department. <laughs> <laughs> they became naughty. Sorry. They become naughty. Yeah, so a lot <laughs> of these cases, um, when we trace back the roots or the sources 
most of the time it is because something happened at home they were not given enough like what Diana said attention mm. they feel neglected so they needed a space to lash out they needed a space to to like um sh- be heard mm. yeah and that's why they, they act up in school like uh, they resort to all these just to get their parents attention correct correct and if you grow up feeling that uh, sense of neglect you also have higher chance of uh, latching on to the bad company Ah, yeah, correct. because um, they are the ones giving you the attention correct, that correct. you crave. It might not be the right attention, mm-hmm. but it's just attention, and attention is something that you craved. Mm. So you you latch on to whoever is giving you this attention, and more often than not, they grow up uh, with um, without the right set of values. Oh. Yeah, and and they lash out because and like I said, like when we trace back, it's all because of uh, issues happening at home. Mm. It could be one absent parent or both parents absent it could be even um, a case of latchkey children you know what's a latchkey kid no. yeah so it's a, a term we coined where this kid has his own house key uh. he can go home and out uh, or whenever on, whenever, whenever yeah, okay. on his own and because i was teaching uh, like primary school um, it is quite a serious issue because these kids are yes, i feel they're too minors young. right yeah they're yeah. minors uh, they're young we don't know where they hang out after school mm. even their parents don't know so these are issues stemmed from not having the attention being neglected by your parents. What percentage of of students do you think are in that category, the latchkey category? Oh, it's a very very small percentage. Okay, but they but do. their impact is big. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they they end up being like um sorry to say notorious. Okay. But a when bit rebellious. As rebellious, well, correct. Because they have all the freedom in the yeah, world, right? But when you actually like sit down and go through like counseling sessions with these kids, they're actually very nice people they are very pure hearted kids are kids um, they just needed an outlet to be heard mm. yeah which which I totally agree with um, Diana like one of the most important things to give to your child would be attention mm. yeah because uh, at such a young age being in this big big world surrounded by all these adults and new things coming every day you need that someone to just guide you in, in, in this world and, and all that lah. Mm. How do you feel about grandparents taking on the responsibility of daycare? For example, when I was growing up, because both my parents are working, right? So automatically, when I go home, I have to go home to someone who can open the door for me, like you mm. mentioned, right? I don't mm. have a key of my own. So mm. I was sent to my grandparents' house. Do you, do you still find that, that abandonment issue happening a lot with children that or like not just children, uh, just people generally who are raised by their grandparents or even helpers, right? Uh, yeah. I feel like I feel like helpers because sometimes they can be seen as like outsiders from the family mm. and and things like that. So it's like um, I think I think it it really depends on who the helper is or what kind of what what the helper really does for the child. Whether the the helper is really just there to do the housework or the helper is also there to do like the babysitting and things like that. So I, I think it's a blessing if you have your grandparents to or your own set of parents to be there to raise your child together with you mm. because the other alternative would be to to send these kids to student care mm. or to daycare. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then your attention is now divided between maybe a group of 10 other kids and then um you you don't know how this uh staff I mean I would trust them completely. But it's different from getting the love from your own set of parents, yeah. the own family that you grew up in, the whole, the own environment, the household, the household right? correct. Yeah. So I think it's perfectly, it's great, it's a blessing to have your parents still around to take care of their grandchildren. Mm. Yeah. 
I agree. I feel that um, if you are not able to give like your full attention, I mean, it's a whole day kind of thing. It's mm. it's a full commitment. Yeah. Then I think um, allowing your grand like parents to take care of your child, they will still love your child still. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if you're going to collect your kid from your gam- grandparents, collect from, yeah, like it's a present. Collect, yeah, collect, collect them. Like it's mail. Yeah, <laughs> and you still give them the love and care, and you still talk to them and mm. show that you love them because they kids they can feel when mm. they are being loved. Mm. Yeah, so I feel that if you can um, pick them up from their grandparents <laughs> afterwards and still uh, show that you love them and mm. spend the weekends with them, then why not? Mm. Okay, I think we have to like really address this, which is a lot of people are choosing to choose their careers over even um, having kids, right? I, I, I'm mm. assuming Miss Diana with a flourishing and blooming business would definitely think about your business at this point of time a lot more than having children as compared to me, someone who is married and things like that. So do you think that like people are just like, okay, it's also like a statistical thing whereby like you know fewer singaporeans are having children because they are very focused on the, on their career either that or they don't want to have kids don't plan on having kids or like they prefer to have dogs over kids and all mm. this kind of thing so um do you think that you know are you do you think you guys are part of these people whereby like you're more focused on your careers as compared to having children definitely i'm part of this uh, group of people cuz i think First of all, not ready for mm. sure, not ready, and um, I'm not even ready for a pet. <laughs> I'm not even ready okay, for to like. Be fair, to be fair, you are super duper busy. It's quite hard to yeah. grab you at the like, right what, time. What so. if I what if I travel? Then my my pet, my kid. Yeah, your pet and your ki- your yeah. kid is not your pet, ah, Diana. <laughs> just carried by that. Uh. Maybe we should uh, trial session with a pet first. <laughs> no, apparently that's what a lot of couples do. Though right. they like they like uh, get a pet together, see who can take care of the pet. See like the quote unquote parental, you know, not mm, parental, yeah, but parental, parental yeah. responsibilities and how that is divided first before they actually think of even getting married for some people and having mm. a kid. Cause I mean, then but then. On from my standpoint, right? I'm thinking like if I get a pet first and all my attention is on the pet, a pet who will a pet that will probably never learn English <laughs> unless it's a parent. <laughs> um and then if I have a kid after that, then I'll be taking care of both. Of both, which might seem a little bit inconvenient for mm. a But lot it could of also people. be seen as you having a second child. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Like to see true. whether you're ready for that yeah. second child. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people see their pets as children also. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that mm. because I do have friends who who have pets instead of children. It could be health complications. It could be either the male or the female in the in the couple couldn't. I don't know. Maybe yeah, you know, due to medical reasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. they fertility couldn't conceive. Thing. Yeah, fertility mm. thing. So they choose to have a, a pet instead, mm. but they treat their pets like their own children. They celebrate yeah. birthdays. Yeah. They have like um, sessions with other pet owners where their their pets. Wow, Talking the pets. pets in the heavens. Are <laughs> no, I was kidding. <laughs> so it's like, so it's raining cats and dogs. Hey. Hey. Father jokes. <laughs> oh, that one really father jokes. <laughs> father really yeah, jokes. <laughs> anyway, I was saying uh, they treat their, their pets like children, like they have play dates mm. with other pets. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Like it's just a lifestyle you chose. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I think there are like a lot of like pros and cons when it comes to. I need to correct you there yes. before you even ask your question. What you're gonna ask? There are many pros and cons of having a child, right? I don't think there are any cons of having children. Oh, what? They're just pros and added responsibilities. Okay. No, because a lot of people will see like the the downside of having children is like uh foregoing like career opportunities, especially for women. Yeah, you, you know, forego they always say that like, like now you have added responsibility. <laughs> I tell you, right? Uh, <laughs> better time management. Yeah, that's what you that's say, right? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but here's the father. Yeah, yeah. You problem, me problem. But they're like, okay, I think different industries will differ in different in mm. different sense. Yeah. For example, if you're media and entertainment, right? Maybe like let's say you're a singer. Mm. Give an example. Mm. If you're like touring. Mm. For example, I'm I'm not I'm not saying like everybody tours, but let's say you're a touring artist, right? And you're a female, and you're pregnant, and you need to give birth, and then after that, go for maternity leave. Yeah. Can you imagine the amount of shows that you need to cancel? But there is still social media. That is true. You can do IG live. That you can do is YouTube true. live. You can that sing on true. Twitch. Different. We all yeah. learn the from more COVID, money right? you So I guess it's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of perspective. Time, right? like you, you don't need to actually forego your career choices mm. or your career decisions just because you have an added family member. Mm. In fact, um, why not you, if you really are too hard about money, then monetize your children. Lah. Start a family <laughs> channel. Wow, it, sound, it sounds like terrible parenting. Yeah, like, you hey, really you know are what? so hopped about I'm money. Just then monetize to, I'm just going to have a kid. To make money. <laughs> Not to make money, but because you gave this money as an excuse. Yeah, see, even, right? even the heavens are frowning <laughs> upon that, man. Yeah, but if you're using money as an excuse, then then that is, is an alternative. La. You just like look for sponsorships for your children because you're a singer. La. That's true, that's yeah. true. But that's provided that is your profession. But what if you're like a working adult? Let's say you are an MD in a bank. Mm. Then how? Yeah. I think those are a little bit difficult. Yeah. If yeah. you're an MD and the company cannot function when you take leave, then you're a very bad MD. What? <laughs> you need to learn how to delegate. <laughs> <laughs> right? So if you're a very good leader, the company can function when you are away. And I'm pretty sure your company has certain initiatives, like I mentioned, or certain yeah, um, yeah, yeah. marital plans or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. maternity plans for to take care of employees who are away for such reasons. Yeah. yeah. I think it all comes down to this two in two days, day and age. Yeah. A few factors. Number one is whether or not you want to have a kid. True. That is that is that is definitely one thing because you can say that you're not ready, you're not ready, you're not ready. But as long as you want a child, I think you'll do whatever it takes to make sure that you're ready for it. I think a second point would be current company not benefit. The word is not benefits, but I think it's the company policies they have mm-hmm. towards um par- par- parenthood. Yeah. For example, a lot of big companies nowadays they are really really flexible with the time and the hours. On top of that, you know, Singapore always talk about like a four-day work week. Don't mm-hmm. know how practical that is, but mm. maybe you are talking about like a half work from home, half not work from home because after COVID, so many work from hospital. Don't play play. I actually do know of people right who right before they go into labor, they still on their laptop attending meeting. Eh. It's quite that crazy. Is, that is that is admirable. hardcore. That is hardcore. I wish to be like that one. <laughs> I feel like Diana will be one of those like people who's just like on the hospital bed and they're just like typing on her phone and then oh, I need yeah. to go in already. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Screaming now, that while still typing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving birth and then vlogging. <laughs> yeah, so I think a uh, me- 
when you are truly ready to have a child is ultimately comes to perspective. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. So we, we can't tell you whether or not you are ready or whether you are at the right age. There's never a right age provided you you yourself want it. You can be 18 and if you feel that you are mature enough and financially ready or like just generally ready to have a child, then that is your right age. If you are 35 and you feel like you're finally ready to have a child, then that is your right age. Correct. I don't think anyone can actually tell you when is a right age for anything. Right? I don't even want to wait for the right age to have kids though. Do I want to wait? What if like I'm, I feel like I'm ready and then, then I don't I have anyone? Like, then I feel <laughs> like that is your, your right age. Huh? It means you have to find someone to settle down with who also has that same, same mindset as I you. Because then it's about being on the same level as, as your partner. Because you yourself know that you are ready but is your partner ready or not? Then that is a separate thing and that's a different factor a different problem. this. And that's a different, <laughs> different podcast altogether. Yeah, it's yeah. so a different <laughs> podcast. Eh? <laughs> Finding the right partner will be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Will be like the next thing. Mm. Yeah. But of course, with all the issues we mentioned, like having kids is, is beautiful. Mm. That, like you get to grow together with this person and mm. you, you yourself will definitely grow as 100%. a person as well. Uh, you get to experience different things in life. Like, um, relive your childhood all over again. Like now you have money, you want to buy all the toys. You can just use the excuse, oh, I'm buying it for my son. But actually, you're just buying actually that power ranger toy. Just to satisfy yourself, right? Just for yourself. I want an iPhone. Why are you giving me this? <laughs> <laughs> I want a PlayStation Five. Why? Yeah. So that my two-year-old toddler can play. <laughs> but it's actually you. Yeah. <laughs> I but think that's a very good excuse for like um husbands to buy PlayStation. Yeah. Your son want to play PS5? Yeah, your son want to play, not me, not me. Then I'll be like, but your son is two years old. Yeah, 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 but next time. Next time. Like when Investments. Yeah. When he's six and there's like Coco Melon games, <laughs> then they will want to play. Yeah, and you can share in the joy and the fulfillment yeah. with, with, with children. But of course, it comes with the added responsibilities. Yes. Things like you mentioned, personal time, career opportunities, uh, more things to worry and take care of. But I think the trade-off is fair. La. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing to have a child. Ultimately, it comes down to you. Yeah. Is whether you feel you are ready or not. No yep. one can tell you whether or not it's the right age. Yep. Yeah. And I think we have come to the end of this podcast. Any last words, guys? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I walked away from this podcast the same way I walked in. Um, there's never a fixed time or age mm. um, to know whether you are ready or not. My mindset is if it comes, it comes. Mm. Yeah. Diana? I'm happy my friends have kids. I'm happy for you. <laughs> but I'm still not ready. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's all we have for this episode. Make sure you guys follow us on Spotify for up and coming episodes of Girl Code. And for the final time, my name's Amanda. I'm Diana. And I'm Yaya. And we will see you guys next time or you guys will hear us again next time on Girl Code. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.